So I uh, just got the first uh, drawing of me as Coolio. Already? Oh, yeah. What do you think? It's Oh, gosh. Someone did it with AI? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Pretty good. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I do have a lazy eye in this particular. Uh, no, I don't know. Did Julio have a lazy eye? I, bet I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I know I don't have a lazy eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, me with a Coolio haircut, pretty nice. Mm. Pretty nice. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think you should go for it. But, uh, yeah, we lost Coolio, um, and uh, you don't want to miss the tribute to Coolio <laughs> on our podcast. Also, I did kind of snap on uh, Lizzo twerking and uh, James Madison's flute. Uh, So that might be an ugly segment you might want to listen to or might not want to listen to. If if you're Lizzo, I don't recommend it. Uh, So (laughs) um, that and also a lot on the economy and cryptocurrency and what you need to do to prepare uh, what all of this stuff means. All on today's podcast. Brought to you by Sweatblock. You know, when I'm out on the gridiron, playing ball, throwing the pigskin, I look at all the other men out there, and they're sweaty and hot and stinky. But me, as the quarterback? (laughs) Nope. I'm keek as a cucumber, and I don't sweat at all. Why? Sweat block. Stu's looking at the copy. Now, this one has said, this is my testimony on sweat block, Stu. This is You're my real a, life. You're what as a cucumber? I'm cool as a cucumber. Oh, that's not what you said. I'm pretty sure it is. Mm. But this was my, this is my true testimony that when I'm out hitting that gridiron, even, even when I, as a quarterback, carry the ball all the way into the end zone, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. From the opposing team's 20-yard line. Mm-hmm. Still not sweating because I have sweat block. Wow. Yeah, sweat block. If you or someone you love has a problem with sweating, please remember, sweat block worked for me. That's right. <laughs> I am a god. God among men. I'm just speak- speaking physically, of course. Try the deodorant stick. It's really good. Um, really, really good. But the uh, the sweat wipes, you put them on once a week. And you're not sweaty. You're not stinking. It's really amazing. Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK at sweatblock.com. If you use that promo code, you get 20% off. Otherwise, you can get it full price at amazon.com. It's sweatblock.com. Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, Blaze TV, and wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Um, we, we're we just starting to talk about uh, Jean-Pierre, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, she and is, her brilliant explanation oh, so of good. a tough moment from yeah. the president. So the president uh, was giving a speech, and uh, he talked about um, you know people that were working on this bill, and uh, Jackie Walorski was one of them. Um, she's passed away tragically in a really horrible car accident. It was a big story. The president, you know, talked about her, et cetera, et cetera, meeting with the family on Friday. Um, however, when he's giving the speech, he says this. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for 
including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was she was going to be here. I think she's help make this. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, that's incredible. Now this is why this is important to all Americans. This should be very very important. That is a take the keys away from grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's time for grandpa to stay home and uh, just enjoy the rest of his life. Uh, but grandpa has no clue as to what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. This is a terrifying. terrifying moment. We are on the verge of World War Three, And this guy's in charge. And this guy's in charge. I think this is the clearest moment of dementia since this all began, uh, what, three years ago-ish, because there's no explanation for it. I mean, you know, they always give the, well, he was a stutterer. Don't make fun of his stuttering. (laughs) He's not stuttering. That's not not what that is. No. But that's that's the excuse they use. There's no excuse for this. Yeah, and, and to add on to your point here, Pat, Look, we're conservatives. We're a conservative show. We like to make fun of Democrats often when they make dumb mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, this This is is not Barack Obama 57 states. Right. That is not what this is. This is real. This is not conservatives having a good time, trying to bash a guy. This is a guy who is gone. He should not be in office doing this job. This mm-hmm. is, I mean, this is example number a thousand of them. And some of them, there's been a couple here and there that, that any average person could make. Mm-hmm. I know of no one. He released a statement uh, specifically about her death. He was, he's going mm-hmm. to see the family. Tomorrow. He's, he's at an event where surely at some point someone said, now, of course, the late Jackie Valera or whatever her name is. Walorski. Walorski is, is not, is, you know, worked hard on this and we want to give her credit for it. Mm-hmm. And here's, here, I, may I, I give you, may I give you um, an explanation, um, but it does not explain away why he would do it, uh, mm-hmm. but it would explain why he made a comment. If I don't, if I am afraid of pronunciation of a name, I will often times just to avoid it say and uh and Stu and i'll see brigier on the teleprompter mm-hmm. and i know i can say it but i'm afraid i'm gonna botch it so right. i'll go and Stu. Stu is here where are you Stu? right Stu is here and right. so i deflect mm-hmm. yes okay i think that's what he did he was deflecting because he saw the name probably knew it Maybe not. No, I don't think. He um, I don't think he did. No. Yeah, and and had no idea what he was even talking about. Okay, uh, possible though, but he should still know that she's not alive. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do with, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's saying to me that he's checked out just reading a teleprompter, mm-hmm. not engaged at all with what's going on. Forgets that she's dead. Okay, that's a really <laughs> bad problem mm-hmm. if i if i were you know talking about my mom and thanks to pat for bringing this up uh, <laughs> I didn't my this mother passed case, away but... in a very tragic way when i was young do you have to continually harp on it <laughs> my gosh it hurts deeply pat but where is she right now i don't know right. so if is, i was should giving she be a, here in this room no she shouldn't no? be and uh, if weird. i was talking about my mom and uh, i was like hey has my mom called <laughs> you would all say yeah. no what she's... the hell is wrong with you glenn right you know well she was on the top of my mind and right, you thought she would call 
Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. It's scary. scary. I think like there, there's a, a, a theoretical argument here. Let, let me give you another potential explanation for this. And it's not good. But he knew nothing about this happening mm. at the time. He, they released a statement in his name that he didn't even approve or know about. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes to this thing. He's just reading the teleprompter. He has no awareness of who this person is or that she died. And just looks around and says, oh, Jackie, are you there? And maybe because of the pronunciation is why he said, are, is she here? It's but a like, U.S. congressman, though. I know. You would think he would know she died. I know. Well, especially I, but, because, right? uh, no, I think this is, uh, I think Stu and that might may be, be right. Yeah, he is be. so checked out yeah. that they don't update him. They just continually release and, things. And they, they may have updated him at the time, but like he's not going to remember something from several months ago. I, mean, I can't right. remember something from several minutes ago. Right. And I think like there's a, the, there, like, let's just say this was Ron DeSantis. Okay, Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis is doing a press conference. He comes out and he says, "Jackie, are you here?" And 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 she's been dead for three months. And he really, again, if if this happened to someone who no one believed was losing it, no one thinks Ron DeSantis is on the verge of dementia, right? Mm-hmm. In theory, look, he's a busy guy. He lost track of who this person is. You know, he just forgot about it. But they wouldn't come out and say it. He was the, she was on top of mind. Right. He would come out and say, "Oh my gosh, I can't I, believe I did. I that. I'm such an idiot. idiot. Like I, I'm such an I'm, idiot. I got confused at the wrong person, and I I totally forgot. You know, I'm it just it's, it's inexcusable, and I apologize. And for someone you believed was competent, you'd say that's a really bad mistake. You look like an idiot, but you know what are you going to do? And they would admit they that- can't say that. The White House can't say it because everyone already believes he's gone mentally. Yeah. So if they say he's confused right. or forgot about someone dying, it's going to be which, yet another big piece of information. Which that he's brings gone. you to KJP, mm. somebody who is, I just don't think she believes what she's saying, even if she knows what she's saying. Uh, and that may just be, she may be dumb as a box of rocks. She's horrible at her job. But all of the people in the White House... Had a session. All the best PR minds in the White House all got together and said, what do we say about this? And they came up with this excuse. Cut one. Of Florida. That is the focus, and that's going to continue to be the focus these next couple of days. One final one. Sure. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so- what happened? So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, had always planned to welcome the congresswoman's family Mm -hmm. uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, Uh, So, of course, she was on his mind. She was a top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks Jesus. very much looks forward to discussing okay, her remarks. That is ridiculous. And we all know it's ridiculous. It's and America, wake up. This is not some right-wing conservative, uh, conservative that's saying, oh, we're in trouble, we're in trouble, and there's no evidence of trouble. You know, Glenn's just saying this is, could happen. This is happening. We are on the verge of World War III, and we have a president who is not cognitively engaged at all times, okay? We have no idea how engaged he is. We know he has incredible lapses. We don't know if he's actually in charge or if someone else is in charge. This is extraordinarily dangerous, and even the press room 
didn't accept this. Listen to this. And uh, she was on top of mine. I mean, I don't. That mm. is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that is. Uh, that is not an unusual. Yes, uh, unusual scenario there. Kareen, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. Mm. <laughs> when you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. Why? Okay, Why? go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. These moments of confusion are happening with This is a legitimate question. We need to have some answers. I'm sorry, somebody was yelling over you, so go ahead. There are reports that the It is not your turn to speak, and you're being rude to your colleagues, and let your colleague answer the question. Maybe the colleague should be asking the same question. No, you're yelling and over your colleague. So that is incredibly rude. Oh, is that so can that's you, the rude thing that's happening here? Go ahead. There are reports that Treasury Secretary Yellen is looking to leave the administration at the end of the year. <laughs> so incredible. Okay. Can you tell incredible. Us? All right. So this the woman who uh, the woman who who was speaking out there was Kimberly uh, Halkat, uh, and she is from Al Jazeera. So Al Jazeera, it's not exactly enough. Fox News. No, not exactly Fox News. And it, I mean, it's always the foreign press. Yeah, it's either per Peter yeah. Ducey or the foreign press mm -hmm. that is is saying, you know, there there's something deeply wrong here. And but, she points out that it's been happening frequently. Yeah, She's trying to yell that more, more frequently. frequently. Can yeah. you give us a real answer on what's going on here? Do you and know who, who did no. the John Lennon line? Because that wasn't Ducey or no, I don't no, know who that was. I don't know, who, know who that was. was. Again, like I, I mean, look, this is not a, this this. For, you know, we make fun of Barack Obama for 57 states, right? That's mm -hmm. that's a conservative thing. We're having fun. Mm -hmm. This is something that not only conservatives or independents understand, the left understands it. Yeah. And in fact, in the yep. halls of the White House right now, they should be having conversations among themselves about the 25th Amendment. Yes, they, they should. They, that, you might not not just conversations. They should be enacting it be right now. No, but and, but and that, they're also arrogant. They think they don't need him. It's the same thing right. with John Fetterman. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't care. He they can't care. think anymore. Dianne They're Feinstein. not looking for someone. Yes, yes. Diane yes. Feinstein. We on election night, we have to come up with, uh, you know, all of the people that have been accused of horrible things that are running that the press has never brought up, and the people who have checked out mentally, and and that could be honestly, that could be the vice president. She's just a moron. Yeah, just a moron. And she said she this is. morning that that uh, we have a very close ally uh, in North, in North Korea. So they don't <laughs> care. They're not. These people are not uh. being chosen chosen to run. They're being chosen to just go along. Yeah. To and it's extraordinarily dangerous. There is no check and balance when you don't know who's actually making the decisions. And I don't mean to. I. I shouldn't mess this i shouldn't i shouldn't cross these streams here the the kamala harris thing with north korea is like 57 states yeah it's similar to that's that true. it's funny i like making fun of her of it because she's a dope but like that is not a serious issue a serious a, issue if she were president of the united states that wouldn't be but the fact that she is just as and not as intelligent as you no, would, she's you would as a bathroom bull brush. <laughs> yeah, if she was even half as intelligent as a bathroom bull brush, yeah. you'd give her the benefit it's, of the doubt. Yeah. She's just not connecting <laughs> dots. Not. But he's not connecting dots 
because he is slipping into darkness. And everyone in the media and everyone on the left and everyone in the White House, they all know it, too. It's not just us. They They all know it. Yesterday was the straw that broke the camel's back to reveal it to everybody. Right. Democrats, Republicans, independents, communists. I don't care who you are. Now, you know. That what we've been saying for the last two and a half years is true. The guy is definitely out to lunch and he's not coming home for dinner. Yeah. So. And I think the only way the left is actually going to admit this and the media is going to admit it is if they decide they want someone else to be the candidate in 2024. At some point, mm-hmm. for example, if they were to get you know beat up really badly <clears throat> in this 2022 election and they decided, holy crap, this is going really badly. We're about to we're going into a recession. 2024 is going to be a catastrophe if we keep this guy on the ticket. Then they'll all of a sudden start to admit what all of us know. Mm -hmm. That this guy cannot do this job and he's out to lunch and not coming home for dinner. And at that point, then the rumors can start. Then the leaks can come to the New York Times. Then the Washington Post and the style section will have some uh, fascinating uh, story that doesn't seem to make sense in the style section that points out that everyone (laughs) in the White House knows that he's long gone and they're all talking about a change behind the scenes. And eventually we can have Joe come out and say he's having health issues and he's stepping down. That's the only way they'll ever admit this is going on. Correct. When they decide it benefits them. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. They don't mind it now. They really no, don't mind they have it the power. They get to they, run the whole exactly they get a fantasy right. league with the country. Exactly. They're all right. sitting back there with none of the responsibility making all the decisions. Yep. And uh, I will not be lectured by these people that I am anti-government or anti-constitution. All I'm asking is for our government to read and execute the Constitution as written. Read it. Learn it. Use it. It will come against me sometimes. It'll come against you sometimes. I'm fine with that. But use the Constitution and don't you dare say I'm anti-government or anti-America or anti-Constitution. This guy should not be in office. There should be a real there should be a real discussion on his mental health, period. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Dow is down again, 631 points. No biggie. Nothing to see here, people. Move on. That democratic momentum to the midterms yeah, is really, it's really, really ravishing. Good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, my tribute to Coolio. <laughs> Coming up. God, can we can we delete the show from the archives? No, is that I don't possible? think so. Can we just? We have uh, Andy Barr with us, the uh, congressman from Kentucky. Uh, he is uh, on the uh, House Financial Services Committee, senior member and the, a member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, and we had him on last week. We were talking a little bit about uh, cryptocurrency and other things. And I wanted to have him on um, uh, to continue that conversation. Welcome, Congressman. Welcome back to the program. Glenn, great to be back with you. Okay, so I want to get to cryptocurrency, but I, I, I want to clean something up here that is in the news, uh, comes from uh, Will Salatin. He is a writer for Bulwark. He is a, a rational human being that doesn't, you know, doesn't hype things up, et cetera, et cetera. 
And he has written a story several weeks ago. I learned that Citibank locks some of its customers out of accounts and refuses to release their money, even if they show up with ID. This week, I sent an email explicitly. They sent an email explicit, explicitly affirming its right to do this without cause. Um, in the email from City, City reserves the right to close an account at any time and for any reason with or without cause. Um, they uh, will only return funds that they, quote, deem as belonging to the customer. Uh, there's a lot of things that changed after 2008. Um, are, are, are you guys uh, watching these banks so they don't just take everybody's money if they want to or if it becomes politically expedient for them to do that? Well, uh that's a that's an interesting story for sure. And we had uh, Jane Frazier, the CEO of Citigroup, in front of our uh, committee last week. We had uh, some of the CEOs of the largest financial institutions uh, in front of us, and we we asked probing questions about um, you know their commitment to depoliticizing yes. the allocation of credits. We talked to them about um, you know competition in the financial marketplace. This this issue, I don't know the details. That's an interesting so let me, uh, issue. I'd like I'd let like me send you the about. let me send you the story, and then if you can look into it, um, great. I'd love to hear what you find. Sure. Um, all right, so let's talk about cryptocurrency. Our Dow is down uh, over six hundred points again today. Uh, yesterday in England, the uh, the sterling uh, almost wiped out. Um, the whole world is in trouble. The dollar is going up, but only because it's the best of the worst. Uh, and uh, eventually, the, the chickens will come home to roost and uh, things will fall apart. The government seems to be moving towards a cryptocurrency that is not anonymous. And when they say that, they immediately say, well, but none of the banking system really is anonymous. But that's not true, is it? Uh, the reason why you see the economy um, stumbling the way it is, moving into recession, there is no soft landing here, why inflation is at a 40-year high, is because of too much government, too much government spending, uh, raising taxes in the middle of an economic downturn, increasing taxes on businesses, discouraging business investment, paying Americans to not work, uh, 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 too much government intervention in the form of regulation, uh, a war against domestic energy production, all of this economic trouble, all of the headwinds that Americans are facing is a direct result of too much government. Mm -hmm. And when you have these, uh, uh, these socialists who are advocating for a central bank digital currency, uh, this is exactly the wrong approach. It is more government intervention into the private economy uh, and it uh, it portends uh, a threat to uh, not only privacy, uh, but it also is a grave threat to our, our private sector, to our free enterprise system. Um, there are certainly important goals uh, in the, the digitization of our money supply, goals like um, instantaneous settlement, reducing friction, a preservation of the dollar's dominance, but none of that uh, not, none of those goals require uh, a Fed-issued digital dollar or a what's called a central bank digital currency. 
So why is, uh, let me ask it this way. I believe this is because we are, whether we admit it or not, using uh, modern monetary theory now, which allows us just to print everything that we want. As long as you have access to everyone at the bottom, their accounts and control of how they spend their money. Um, well, that, is that why we're looking at this kind of currency? One of the reasons? Well, yes. I mean, the, the, the concern here is more government control. Um, the prospect of government surveillance of Americans' individual financial transactions is real. If you have a central bank digital currency, especially when it's coupled with a so-called Fed account, if you think the idea of postal banking is a bad idea, uh, this is uh, postal banking on steroids, uh, where your money would be in a a central bank account instead of a private bank account. Uh, think of the think of the power that the federal government would have over your funds. They could surveil your transactions. They could debit your account without your consent. The Internal Revenue Service could attach funds that are in your account. Uh, it's, so it's, it's monitoring, it's government control, uh, it's, it's government approval or disapproval of the way in which you manage your finances or spend your money. Um, the government can uh, uh, look into where you're getting your funds um, and approve or disapprove of how you're getting your funds, not just how you spend your funds. Um, and then think of government agencies that disapprove of the way you conduct yourself and the fines that government agencies could impose and, uh, again, debit your account uh, without your knowledge and without your consent. So it raises serious privacy concerns, but it also raises concerns about more government control over uh, private society and the politicization of our society, politicization of loans, politicization of payments of your credit scores, of, of your tax compliance, um, monetary policy would be disrupted. And here's the thing that I think is, is probably one of the, the greatest concerns. You're transferring all of this financial power away from the private sector and into the hands of the federal government. And, you, and what you do when you have a central bank digital currency, especially when coupled with Fed accounts, which many of these socialists are advocating, is you disintermediate the private banking system. What that means is as money uh, gravitates away from uh, bank accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts, deposit accounts, and into these uh, central bank accounts, the, the government accounts, it means that the deposit base for the private banking system is eroded. That is a problem because it means less lending, less credit available for, for private sector institutions to deploy into the real economy. That's very distortionary um, to uh, the private sector. So it, 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 it is, it's basically a fundamental shift away from a private economy to a socialist government-controlled economy. And it's truly frightening. I just did a special on this last night, and we, we spoke about cryptocurrency in the last part of the uh, program. And the experts that I had on said, this has got to stop. This cannot go through. And people are thinking about this as a far off, distant thing. It's not that far off. Uh, and it will start subtly. Um, and it'll be just, we're only taking this step. Then we're only taking this step. And before you know it, the government will have a bank account where they will say to you, 
you know what? There's a thousand dollars and every single person has it in their Fed bank account. Just activate it and you can have access to the thousand dollars. Then the next step would be, by the way, you get two dollars for every one if you change them over to digital currency. Most people will will do something like that. But what they're taking from you is the ability to truly be free because the government, if it can give, it can take away. And if, if, when you try to control the economy like they're going to try to control because of uh, monetary uh, theory, new uh, modern monetary theory, what they have to do is they have to, if the gas prices are going out of control, they will just say to the private sector, uh, you know, if your name starts with uh, ABCD, uh, you can't spend any money on gas on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And you're, you'll be controlled on what you can and cannot buy. You're eating too much meat? Go ahead. But this is not going to buy meat. It w- they can outlaw anything just by making this digital currency not work at a gun store or a meat store. And, and, and Glenn, what you're describing is not theoretical. Uh, this is actually happening in China. This is what China's uh, experiment with the digital yuan is producing, a surveillance state where the financial system is totally controlled by the government and where individuals lose their freedom to government manipulation, uh, coercion, and threats. That is the China experience, uh, the Chinese Communist Party's uh, experiment with the digital yuan or the digital RMB. We do, not, we do not need to compete or we should not compete with China by becoming more like China. Mm-hmm. There is no threat. There is no threat uh, currently to the dollar's dominance. Uh, the rule of law uh, is what, in our, our private sector strength, is what gives the dollar its dominance. If you want to preserve the dollar's dominance, and that is a paramount goal, we shouldn't compete with China by trying to mimic China. Instead, what we need is to encourage private sector innovation in digital assets and in cryptocurrency. Uh, there are huge advantages. The reason why there's an increased adoption rate of crypto uh, and digital assets is because of the, uh, of the advantages of privacy, of frictionless transactions, uh, of uh, instantaneous uh, settlement, you know, real-time payments. Those are all real strong advantages in this innovation. But instead of centralizing that new technology in the federal government. We, we simply need a regulatory framework that will attract competition in private dollar-backed so-called stable coins. A, a true cryptocurrency, they, they complain it is um, some of the critics and the, the promoters of a central bank digital currency say, well, these, these cryptocurrencies uh, like uh, Bitcoin, they're too volatile. They're not a good store of value. That's why we need a central bank digital currency. But what we, we don't need that. What we need is uh, uh, stable coins that preserve uh, value, that store value without volatility, that they're dollar-backed, kind of like uh, a money market account. So you have a fiat-backed, a dollar-backed stable coin, and allow there to be bank-issued stable coins, private bank-issued stable coins, non-bank-issued stable coins. Let there be private sector innovation and competition, um, but have a, a regulatory framework where uh, consumers know that, that this digital asset will preserve value based on its peg to the U.S. dollar. That's the way you take advantage of, of the, the frictionless, instantaneous settlement um, technology 
while at the same time protecting the dollar's dominance without compromising privacy, without uh, giving into uh, more government control and preserving Americans' freedom, and protecting the dominance of the, the private sector in our society. Okay, so Andy, I've got about 45 seconds here for an answer on this question. Will the United States government eventually shut things like Bitcoin down if they go to cryptocurrency? Will they destroy all the competition? I think a CBDC is a massive threat to the private sector innovation with, with cryptocurrencies in the private sector. It, it is an effort to displace private sector uh, uh, crypto uh, uh, innovation, and we need to stop it, and we need to protect that private sector innovation. Um, the, you know, the advent of cryptocurrency is a freedom-producing phenomenon. We cannot allow uh, government bureaucrats to co-opt that, uh, that uh, freedom-producing technology. And I think that's why uh, digital assets and innovation in crypto is such a threat uh, oh, to yeah. uh, the promoters of big government. Yes. Because they see that it liberates people, and so they want to co-opt it and uh, concentrate all of that technology in the hands of a central bank. That is the wrong way to go. Uh, that is freedom-destroying. Uh, that's why uh, uh, Republicans in the majority in the next Congress are going to fight uh, the, the Federal Good. Reserve's uh, exploration of a central bank digital currency. Good. Count us in on that fight. Thank you so much. That's Congressman Andy Barr from Kentucky. If you want to get involved, please. We In the 70s, people were protesting, peaceful protests in front of the Fed. This should be something that you pay attention to because this is the end of your freedom should it happen. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This robbery happened in 2015. So this is a recent robbery. And we all know now who did it. Who broke in and stole $86 million in cash, cash and assets. They came in with Guns ablazing, picked some of the locks of the safety deposit box, broke open others, but they took everything in the vault. $86 million. Largest in U.S. history. Have you heard about it? You haven't heard about it still? No, only really from, I've heard you tease it the last couple of days, but uh, that's the only time I've ever heard of it. Okay, so... Um, and I follow the You news. actually do. You actually do. It's just been framed differently. Okay. This is the break-in of the vault of Beverly Hills by the FBI. And that's why no one is going to jail for it. But they should. Let me give you the full story here. FBI began investigating a U.S. private vaults store in Beverly Hills. And what they did is they... They were watching people, uh, they were watching this vault, and somebody on the FBI just noticed that there were cars that were coming in from Illinois and going in and putting things in a vault. Well, Illinois is a big drug, a big drug state. So there's evidence number one. Cars were going in and out that had Illinois plates. Okay, that's not good evidence. Not good evidence. No, okay. not good evidence. I assume there's more to come that's better than that. Um, 
Not really. <laughs> I'm just cars looking at the with story. Illinois plates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cars with coming in with the um, Illinois plates. Um, oh, and um, and there were many of the customers that were using rental cars to come. And uh, these rental cars are, of course, associated with drug traffickers because if they smell marijuana, well, they don't, you know, you can say, I don't know. Well, I wasn't smoking marijuana. I never had a marijuana in the car. It's this rental car. Now, remember, in California, marijuana is legal. Okay, (laughs) so you had those two things going for the FBI. And so they decided to go in. They went to get a warrant. They had six warrants five of which were rather straightforward and pertained only to the business and the business owners. However, according to a a study now from the L.A. Times, the sixth warrant signed by a U.S. uh, magistrate judge, uh, uh, Steve Kim, in 2021, authorized the agents to seize business equipment from the store, including 1,400 safety deposit boxes located in the store even though the agents did not know the identity of the box owners or have probable cause to suspect that the owners of those boxes were involved in any kind of drug trafficking or money laundering scheme. The government didn't know what was in those boxes, didn't know who owned them, what, if anything, these people had done because they didn't even know the people. So 400 customers had their goods taken from this safety deposit box. This is unprecedented. Never happened before. $87 million. Now, according to court filings, the FBI insisted on the affidavit that the warrants authorized the seizure of the nests of boxes themselves, but not the contents. On the warrant itself, signed by the judge, this warrant does not authorize a criminal search or seizure of the contents of the safety deposit boxes. However... The FBI didn't care, and they opened up every single one of those boxes and took the ill-gotten goods. The, F- the FBI later said, it's not under, it, we have no obligation to inform the judge how later actions such as criminal investigations against box holders or forfeiture of box contents would play out. So he specifically said, You have no right to open up any of those boxes. They did because they probably had probable cause, but we don't know what the probable cause was. We have no idea because they didn't file it. And when they had probable cause, it was license plates from Illinois and they were using rental cars. Seven hundred customers i'm sorry i thought it was 400 it's 700 customers affected by the fbi raid nine were referenced by the fbi in the affidavit thus far no one has gotten any of their stuff uh back none of the customers have been charged with any crimes not a single customer out of the 700 not A single customer has been charged 
with a crime. But they can't get their stuff back. Right. FBI won't say if any of them have been a subject of a criminal investigation prior to the raid. In the alleged alleged in the affidavit only is the fact that uh, those who are irrational or who have criminal motives would rent a box from this this uh, safety deposit box company rather than a bank. So in the affidavit, that's another thing they told the judge. It's irrational. Why would you keep your money there instead of at a bank? What? It's not your decision to make whether it's rational or not. It's my money. I get to put it wherever I want. It's my stuff. I get to put it wherever I want. Now, the vault company apparently pled guilty to the drug and money laundering charges, but nothing else has come from the investigation. The company is out of business. The owners were never charged. The owners were never charged. Hmm. And now people are suing to get their money back. But a lot of customers aren't willing to put up all of the money for, you know, because not everybody had a lot of money in there. You know, somebody had the ashes of their loved one in a safety deposit box. Nope, not getting it back. And the reason why people aren't willing to do it is because it's taking a lot. You're fighting the federal government. So it's taking a lot of money uh, to fight the federal government. So people are losing tens of thousands of dollars at this early stage just to just to make sure that they're cleared, not get their stuff back, just cleared. Huh. It's incredible. How does this stuff happen? How this is going to happen more and more. Hmm. Do you know that in 2008, um, banks changed the rules, the government changed the rules, that in the case of any kind of emergency, the bank does not allow you to go in to get your safety deposit box and open it. It must be opened in the presence of a DHS official. Did you know that? It must be. It must be in case of an emergency. If the government says it's an emergency and uh, we have, you know, any stupid reason to see what's in everybody's safety deposit box, the banks cannot allow you to take the contents of your box without a DHS official in the room with you going through the box. So, I mean, I guess the theory behind that would be what? Like, you have illicit material, so you'll get caught by the DHS official? Yeah. Let's say there's terrorists, and you've got a, I don't know, a pipe bomb, you know, or, or, or uh, you know, plans for a pipe bomb. They'd be able to catch you. I personally think it's to seize your cash. Anybody who has cash, you have too much cash. Season, yeah, correct. You're automatically guilty, as we've seen correct. with with this sort of. Uh, and I mean, they, the government don't even have this to say you're guilty. Right. The, this one, they say no crimes, no crimes, no crimes, How? and yet they're keeping the eighty six million dollars. This is on the civil asset forfeiture mm-hmm. sort of framework, and it's something that we've talked about for a long time. It's incomprehensible that this stuff goes on in the United States of America. If you were to tell me this happened, you know, in Russia, you'd expect it. I'd expect it. Correct. Right? The fact that the United States government is claiming and just taking stuff 
from citizens all around the country with no crime, mm-hmm. many times even being charged, let alone, I mean, to me, conviction is the point where yes. you have an argument. Yeah. When you prove your case, Correct. you can take the stuff. Correct. Not before that. You, Instead, they're doing it before they even charge anyone. Listen to this. The lawsuit also claims that some of the box holders who came forward to reclaim their seized property were then subject to another investigation. If you went to the FBI and said, I want my stuff back, the FBI examined their bank accounts, their DMV records, their tax returns, and any criminal history checks. Approximately 20 to 30 box holders decided, you know what, I don't want anything to do with this. FBI agent Linda Zellhart said that many have speculated that those holders who walked away wanted to avoid either becoming an FBI target or the tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees. So in other words, if you just say, you know what, my wife's ashes are just not worth it. Well, maybe you're hiding something. Oh, my God. So you're guilty if you if you walk away and you're guilty. If you ask. If you ask. Oh, well, that's it. This is America, gang. This is. Is it? You know, we. we, we yeah, it is today. It is today. It doesn't seem we, like it. Yeah, it doesn't. It, because it's not a constitutional America. But this is the America we now live in. Mm. And it is important that you wake up and stand up we have to begin to stand together get your preacher off his fat ass if he is not already delivering uh, sermons about the blessings of god because we're stopping abortion and then warning what's going to be happening in those other if he's too afraid to say anything about abortion and alert you to the blessings and the dangers, find another church. Talk to him and say, why not? Be hems and haws, find another church. Find another church. If these rights are given to us by God, that's not just a phrase in the Declaration of Independence. Who else gives rights? Who else? If you can't say God, then it's got to come from the government. And I don't get anything from the government, especially for free. I get no rights from the government. If if they're not on the front lines of standing up and protecting God-given rights, you're in the wrong church. Go find one. And start standing up for these things. You are about to have a digital currency that has all of the earmarks of the mark of the beast. All of the earmarks. Read Revelation. Read what cryptocurrency can do if it's run by the central bank. And read about what it is in China. It might as well be the mark of the beast. You are about to lose everything financially why because of corruption is that what god wants does god want you just to stand around and just allow corruption to happen does god does god have a position on mutilation of our children's bodies do you think god has a position on whether it's cool or not to teach kids all about sex in second grade Do you think God has a position on any of this? Do you think if Jesus came back today 
and you were there saying, no, you know what, whatever about the trans shows and the and the stripper shows with the kids. Do you think God has an opinion on that? If you don't, I don't know who you worship. He has strong opinions, especially on what happens to his children. And that includes you, me, Democrats, socialists, Marxists, kids, old people. He has a definite love for all of us. But he also has an opinion on right and wrong. And if your preacher ain't talking about it, Get away from that church and find one because God's people have got to start standing up or we lose freedom. The world's freedom will be on our heads. Na, 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 na.